0: Change Rock Show All Talk with Steve Harrison you're listening to The Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison, right here on ARFM. Uh, now, my next guest, uh, set to release their official full-length debut on October the 1st uh, by that wonderful label, Sharptone Records, uh, and a mighty fine roster and well worthy of a seat at the top table from the band Dying Wish. What a pleasure to be talking to Emma. Emma, how are you doing?
1: Wow, I'm wonderful. That was the best intro. I feel so good about myself now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so you should, because uh, I don't uh, say that lightly. I've had very good fortune to talk to many sharp-tone artists. And I've got to say, also the good fortune uh, to have a preview copy uh, of the album, Fragments uh, of a Bit of Memory. I've been fortunate to have a preview out October the 1st. Oh, my word. Uh, Uncompromising in every aspect. It's killer. Seriously.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. I'm so glad you got to hear it.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and so am I. i uh, sort of been following sort of the, the more recent releases, I suppose, from back uh, with uh, Enemies in Red, Innate Thirst, and then when that came out as a second single, oh, my God, it was like, I need the album, I need the album. And it's sort of been making us wait almost, what, I suppose, two years. But I know before that there was a sort of split uh, with Serration. Uh, so... Emma, just tell us a little bit about the sort of the journey for for Dying Wish and then we'll get stuck into the album, shall we? Because it's a, it's a blinder, I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we put out our demo in 2018 um, and then we did a split with a band from Calgary, Alberta, called uh, Serration. And then, yeah, um, it's, it's funny actually because we released Enemies in Red in October 2019, yeah, and it is. We did re-record it for the record, and it's on the record. Um, but we're releasing the record almost to the date two years later. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, we understand how long people have been waiting for it, and we're <laughs> very <laughs> thankful for that. But also, I promise it's gonna be it's gonna be worth the wait as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and as I say, fortunate to, to have a preview copy. A number of singles uh, being released off of it uh, as well. Uh, and I've got to say, uh, the, the link with Sharp Tone Records, because their roster uh, is phenomenal. And I've got to say, uh, I've absolutely made up that you guys are, are with that particular label as well, because they're just they're, they're, the talent that they've got, including yourselves, it is absolutely top draw.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean we are i'm we're very happy with the label um they've believed in us in every step of the way and they they back us and you know um they you know they do have a lot of talent on their roster but um not a lot of bands that sound the way that we do and come from a background that we do so um i feel like we're a little unique on the record we're kind of or on the on the label we're kind of a dark horse on the label um so it's kind of a, it's kind of a nice feeling, you know, to kind of stand out on a label like that, but a label that, you know, has produced so many good records and, Yeah. um, progress so many awesome bands
0: yeah yeah without a doubt uh, you mentioned there in terms of uh, not many sort of artists on tone and, and quite right as well I mean obviously we you know uh, we get the sort of the PR blurb and uh, it's it's sometimes it's a bit of frustration for me when I see the FFO four fans of uh, uh, and mm-hmm. you know there's always sort of almost you get sort of people trying to make up your mind for you I must admit uh, well, in eighth thirst enemies in red uh, what just a killer tracks there's an element I suppose uh, from me being, uh, I, I am as old as I, as I look, a sort of an element of kill switch sort of riffage, but then it's sort of full modern, up-to-date, hardcore in terms of, there's obviously there's the, the references around Code Orange, but they're not clues, because obviously Brian Garrison involvement as well, which we'll come to in a second. Um, but the, you know, mm-hmm. there's a suggestion of it's almost like sort of, uh, I suppose, more contemporary, up to date, hardcore, but new wave of American heavy metal. Is that the newer wave, as in the 20s? sort of twenties? Because I'm of an, I'm of an age where I remember the first new wave of American heavy metal, the Killswitch Engage, sort of nineteen ninety nine two thousands era. What do you think when you, sort mm-hmm. of when you get sort of not pigeonholed, but when that comes as a label, does it frustrate you a little bit?
1: No, I mean I. I welcome those comparisons because that's exactly what we're trying to do. But, um, you know, with our own take on it, yeah. uh, a little, uh, in a refreshing way, um, our guitar player, Sam writes pr- pretty much most of the music and he's very influenced by everything from lamb of God to at the gates to bleeding through to, um, you know, kind of all over the spectrum of these, uh, arising metal and metal core bands in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. So that's definitely the sound we're going for. Um, but with kind of a newer approach of you know the bands that we're interacted with, um, as far as you mentioned, like you know the knocked looses and um, you know this kind of new wave of bands, but kind of nodding back to um, an era of metal that we really appreciate and um, yeah. want to kind of kind of emulate in our
0: sound. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, interesting as well uh, in terms of that from a, a musical direction, uh, and and I sort of said at the beginning, sort of uncompromising, really, because it is. It's like it's proper full-on uncompromising, both in a musical content, but lyrical and content matter. There seems to be a drive, certainly in the sort of uh, rock metal and sort of alt scene, to be to to really sort of drive further openness in terms of subject matter and and lyrical content that you really don't find anywhere else uh, and even more so it's sort of really escalated over the last sort of I don't know sort of three four or five years uh, and some really sort of personal uh, experiences that you've been sort of quite open around it and then lyrically involved on the album I just wondered if you could mm-hmm. sort of tell us a little bit about that but then you know it must be present its own sort of challenges and not to sort of like cliche of it's a cathartic aspect but that must be really difficult sometimes to sort of get pen to paper and get it out there
1: yeah i mean it, it definitely is cathartic but um songs like the title track fragments of a better memory you know that's an experience i've been wanting to you know express through music for basically years and years and years of my life so um it's it's a wonderful experience you know being able to be open and talk about these things, and um, share it, and you know, have people tell me that you know it's relatable or how much it helped them, or um, and and you know, just be able to perform it and like, you know, um, channel this energy of like my past self and like my inner child into this music that I care so much about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it, there seems to be a sort of a drive in uh, in that sort of aspect, in that raw openness. Uh, more so in the sort Mm -hmm. of rock and metal scene in that sense. You don't sort of see too much uh, sort of rawness and uh, objectivity in lyrical content from the sort of mainstream pop scene. Okay, you might get sort of Taylor Swift with those sort of uh, vague references around sort of early sort of childhood uh, childhood influences etc and incidents. Uh, But I mean why do you think it seems to be more in in the sort of alt and sort of metal vein? What is it about the rock scene that seems to, you know, be accepting? I don't know if that's the sort of right phrase. I think it is in, in that material.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, for me, um, I grew up in a hardcore scene, you know, where bands write about, you know, really important topics. Yeah. And so that's what I feel inspired by is, you know, bands who are where they're hard on their sleeves politically or, you know, like with their um, addictions or their straight edge or their veganism or whatever, you know, like that's always been very inspiring to me. Yeah. Um, and I know it is a little. You know, rare in metal music for people to talk about these topics so openly. But, you know, where I come from, the background of being, you know, a hardcore kid, that was the norm. You know, every band has a message in a way. So um, that was something that I've always wanted to carry over into Dying Wish, whether or not we were going to be a metal band or a hardcore band or somewhere in between.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, it just seems to be the thing that um, that, that but particularly around the the sort of well the rock metal hardcore scene that that is more uh, more of a, a a drive to to lyrically relate the content of, of tracks Gone of the eighties, unless obviously you've got the tongue in cheek aspect and quite crass of sort of Steel Panther, but that sort of eighties nineties feel to a lyrical content of meaningless stuff it's like it's it, you know,
1: meaningless uh, violence and yeah
0: yeah uh so i mean the, it's this the, the sort of uh, i suppose it's a more mature outlook from from a lot of bands and uh, whether that's from a cultural aspect i just wondered what your sort of what your view on that was because we do seem to be seeing more more and more bands really sort of relating openly to to current issues it seems to be a, a, a sort of a big yeah. drive for it
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's wonderful. Um, You know, I think that there's just a lot of um, traumatic and painful suffering happening in the world. And um, I think the more that we talk about it and the more that we realize that we are, you know, all living in the same worlds, controlled by the same people and, you know, um, relating to each other, like the closer we get to, you know, this kind of, of community that eventually will create a utopia of a better world for us that's like very long <laughs> you know like a uh, big picture thinking yeah. But i do think that you know we should all be having these conversations and music the music community and the scenes are such an important place you know um, for people to feel seen and heard and yeah um, i think that you know it should definitely be integrated into you know this subculture especially because you know we're supposed to be the antithesis of you know mainstream culture and what that means. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I've, have you always wanted to sort of um, uh, be involved in music? Have you always wanted to be a, a vocalist in a band and sort of be able to articulate those sort of those creative sort of thoughts and, and, and writings? Have is that has that always been a driver for you? Have you always wanted to do that?
1: Always, yeah. Um, ever since I was probably in middle school was when I, you know, got into guitar music really. Yeah. Um, before that, you know, I, I liked, you know, bands and pop music a lot, but I was like, I wanted to be a singer when I was young. And then I started getting into heavier music when I was, you know, 12, 13. And, um, I stumbled upon a Facebook memory from like 12 years ago where I said, I really want to be in a band. And then I'm like, well, look at where we are now. (laughs) So, um, it's pretty, pretty cool. um, to see that but um yeah it's always been a part of what i've wanted to do and i've you know always thought that one way or another music would play a really big role in my life
0: yeah yeah i mean in terms of, of the band dying which how did, how did you form then with the other members of the band are you sort of is it one of those where you're sort of uh local kids grown up knowing each other or is it quite a sort of a, a disparate thing where you're from various various regions
1: oh no absolutely um three of us went to middle school and high school together. And we've known each other for well over a decade and we're going to hardcore shows together. And um, so that's who I started the band with was Pedro who plays guitar and yeah. Jeff who plays drums, And then um, Sam joined the band um, and cause he's, been friends and he played in a band called safe and sound and um you know was willing to take on another project and then um we were a four piece for a very hot second and then andrew our bass player took photos for us at a show and um we got on the conversation of he him he plays bass and then that's all it wrote it 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 did come to very together very naturally because you know of of the tight-knit little scene that we have here in portland yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, And of course, I mean, uh, out of that, there's been, uh, there's some significant uh, traction, vibe, call it what you will. And if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, currently it's uh, quarter to eight over here in the UK, uh, and the uh, Heavy Music Awards are taking place this very evening oh shoot (laughs) yes they are i forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) literally starting in 15 minutes and if i'm not mistaken you have been nominated as uh, let me get this right best international breakthrough band yeah um (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah that's a thing (laughs) remember
1: that um yeah no that's that's very cool um I yeah. Wow. Um I I'm pretty sure I mean this is gonna be out. I I would bet money on um Spirit Box winning it. So if you want to make a bet right now.
0: Okay, I'll just give me a but, freak, um, let me log off <laughs> <laughs> uh. Very,
1: very, um, very stoked to be nominated. I mean it's that's like huge. We haven't even put out the record yet and you know, some six hundred people in the industry seem to think that it's that we're worthy of a title like that. So that's freaking awesome
0: yeah yeah indeed and of course just based on the material that's uh, that's been officially released uh being in a privileged position to, to hear the album it seriously it's like oh my god when i got it through a few days ago uh, uh from the label and it was just like uh, this is magnificent which leads me straight into the fact that uh are you setting off on a tour tomorrow
1: Oh yeah. Um, we play Sacramento. So I'm going to be in California this time tomorrow. Um, (laughs) so as soon as I get off this, uh, podcast interview, I have to pack a bag and pick up a trailer and (laughs) get ready to leave at 5am. So Uh yeah. Um, but we're playing a show with silent planet. We're doing some shows with them and then we're meeting up with motionless and white and doing that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be all over – I think we've got over 60 shows through the rest of the year, wow. something like 60, 65 maybe. Right. So.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, very exciting. So you're definitely feeling the love for you guys then?
1: Yes, we really, really do feel it. Um, it's, it's awesome. Um, and I can't wait to play shows. And, you know, COVID protocols are going to make meeting people difficult. But, you know, yeah. the, the interactions that I – am going to get to have I'm very very excited for those as well
0: yeah yeah absolutely so uh, the the age old question then in terms of live music and touring uh, and then uh, coming over to the UK I see next year one or two sort of dates penciled in around Europe could that potentially lead to is it the old well we may be having something but we can't announce it just yet does that mean there might be seeing you guys over here in the UK next year then
1: well i don't know I, I mean we have definitely talked about it um it's been a conversation um we were supposed to go to europe in november and that didn't happen yep. so yep. um it's definitely been a topic of conversation is we're out there we should go to the uk we get a ton of love from uk yeah. especially um because of sharp tone yeah so i think it would be silly for us to go out there and not be able to lock down some dates but um uh yeah, if I was responsible for booking those shows, I'd, I'd be on it right now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, me too. Me I'm sure, too. <laughs> I'm sure. Right. We, we want to play everywhere, and the UK is definitely a big one. Um, so we will be there as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. Because certainly, uh, uh, in the various circles, whenever we're sort of discussing bands that we want to see and coming over, uh, you're always at the top of the conversation. It's like, yeah, Dying Wish, God, God can't wait to see them get them guys over here to the UK. So, uh, yeah, that's that's got to be a dead cert for next year, surely. Very very sick, yeah, indeed, so tell us about the uh, association then with uh, with knocked loose, obviously, did you guest on one of their tracks, and then was it case of uh, Brian sort of uh, reciprocated and thought, yeah,'ll we'll we'll, uh, uh, we'll get on with you then how did that come about?
1: Um, pretty naturally, I mean, they just um we'd played a show with them when they played came through Portland. I want to say it was either early twenty nineteen or maybe late 2018 we had played a show with played a show with them and um they then one day brian just hit me up out of nowhere and was like hey do you want to do a feature on the record and then i heard the song and i was like yeah (laughs) i mean i was gonna say yeah no matter what but that song um is awesome and so that happened and then we had written enemies and we were like yeah this needs a guest vocalist because it's so back and forth um it's kind of like a call and repeat in yeah. a way, yeah. um, so we were like, why not ask Brian, <laughs> so, and then he said, yeah, and um, we, we re-recorded it for the record, I'm sure you heard um, the difference, yes, yeah, um, yeah, and I mean, that song has just kind of flourished quite a bit since we wrote it, um, you know, we play it live a little bit differently, um, the drums have, like, really matured in a way that sound really awesome, so. Very excited for people to hear the new version.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but sort of just going back to the the Sharp Tone connection then, because uh, I, I, again, I've been sort of spoken and had the good fortune to speak to many artists on Sharp Tone. I've heard sort of various stories about how Sharp Tone had sort of contacted members of the band, and they thought it was a they thought it were a wind up, or it went into the spam, and then somebody called like Sean from Sharp Tone called tonight. It's Sean from Sharp Tone. I want you to come on the label. How did that How did that work for you guys then in terms of sort of being contact? <laughs> Because I spoke to Jason from a band called Grandson that's on Sharptone based in Australia, uh, and he mm-hmm. said that it, it went into their spam by email, then thought it was a wind up, so ignored it. And then when they got another email, it was like, yeah, 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 okay. Contacted Sharptone and then turned them down. And then Sharptone went back to, the, the, to those guys, Grandson again, the second time. How was that connection made with you? Was it a little bit more f- on a formal footing or was it equally as random then? But- <laughs>
1: Um, wasn't random at all. Actually, we hired our manager, Tom Williams, who plays guitar and straight from the path. And um, yeah, he is wonderful. Um, he picked us up and he said, Alright, we got to get y'all a label right now. Like this is the time. <laughs> and it was February of last year. So right before the pandemic hit and you know he was shopping it around and some labels were like oh i don't know like will you send us a like a new song or this or that and this um and he hit up sharp tone and immediately sharp tone was like uh yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and and he's like well do you want to do you want to hear the new song and he's like well we don't need i don't need to (laughs) i'll sign the band i don't care (sighs) so (laughs) that's that's how it started and Then the pandemic hit and we were like, "Um, I wonder if we're still going to sign a contract. (laughs) we did. And, you know, it's been wonderful every step of the way. So,
0: yeah. I mean, in terms of, you mentioned the pandemic, it's it's always often the sort of the driver and the topic of conversation or has been. More so now in terms of the fact that festivals have, have opened up in the UK. And I've been very fortunate to be able to just recently cover the Download Pilot Festival, Bloodstock, which is a premier metal festival in the UK. And, Reading and Leeds Festival awesome. uh, last weekend as well. So it's it's almost like all festival season condensed into about sort of four weeks. Uh, but in terms of the pandemic there, you mentioned there, what's sort of been that uh, sort of impact as a, well, obviously on a band in terms of not being able to tour, the impact uh, for the sort of all artists and the sort of the backstage crew and the front of house and all the techs, that's been a, a, a significant issue. What about on a on a footing for you? How have you sort of been managing and coping through the last... I suppose yeah, twelve, eighteen months.
1: Um, you know, it has its moments. I i really did yeah. enjoy the opportunity that we were able to have because of COVID to write the record and only focus on the record and not have to worry about just like, you know, doing it between tours yeah. or, you know. Um so and I, I work in the live music industry. So I had no job. So I was able to just like focus 100% on the, um, record. So, um, I mean, yeah, it was great. I I feel like, um, it's, it's difficult. That potentially it could have stunted our growth, but I really don't think that it did. I think it gave us an opportunity to really tactfully write a record and, um, create this rollout that was going to be effective and, um, you know, hit the ground running when touring does come back. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of, of the record then, uh, uh, was it a case of, uh, certainly around, around the material uh, and from, or from, as I say, from personal experience, um, in that sense, is it a case of... Was it difficult and challenging to sort of write through that period, or was it just based on lots of things that you, know, you were sort of an avid sort of note diariser from sort of uh, from the so over the years? Like a sort of my, my daughter, she's like she just has diaries uh, and journals constantly with ideas, and she's into literacy and uh, uh, literary, into poetry, and she's written an anthology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that is that the sort of the way that you sort of operate as well?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely try to write down my thoughts as much as i can um to compartmentalize them not in my head yeah um so you know i do have things that i look back to and reference and one of the one of the songs it's the last one written on the record is a song kind of about a personal experience that i dealt with like almost two years ago and all of these feelings i was going through and i was able to read about that period of my life, and I was able to kind of rechannel that energy and like live it again, and you know write the song about it, so absolutely, and like I mentioned fragments too, like that was something that I've been wanting to write about for a long
0: time, yeah, yeah, uh, so uh, did did that sort of uh, was it difficult in terms of going back to those things that you'd sort of written and then almost reliving to sort of put them in a lyrical a, a lyrical way?
1: um Sometimes it's harder, or not as hard as you think it would be, which is actually really nice. Like, right. oh, like okay. you know, I have done an off, it, like a like a decent amount of growth and healing since yes. this
0: yeah. experience. Yeah. So
1: that you know is rewarding in itself. Yeah. But sometimes, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 indeed, indeed, I can imagine. In terms of then, uh, I'm sort of conscious of time, but so sort of a final question from me. In terms of the sort of uh, aspirations uh, for Dying Wish, you mentioned that you're already working in the music industry. What, what is your role, if you don't mind me asking, in terms of the, the music industry?
1: Um, I do a lot. So oh. I have, uh, I've worked as a buyer, I've worked as a production manager and kind of everything in between, yeah. promoter, representative, um, so, you know, from booking shows to making show, sure that the shows happen the right way and, yeah. you know, to everyone's expectations. Yeah.
0: So, um, in, so in terms of the band, then, what are your sort of aspirations uh, for Dying Wish and that sort of and, and the future? I mean, obviously, it's, it's not a bad start, really, for signing to Sharp Tone Records, although I don't imagine for a minute. It's one of those. I always call it as a phrase a four or five year overnight success. It's one of those where people say, oh, sign to Sharp Tone. Oh, yeah. that's really lucky but really behind it even on those sort of first labels it's like three or four years of hard graft
1: right um i mean we are um honestly we we do kind of joke about it sometimes but we want to be the biggest band in the world you know what i mean i i think that this band has the opportunity to you know really reach a lot of heights and we want you know to be able to um play on the biggest stages with the biggest bands and, you know, leave a massive impact and, um, you know, be a part of music history in a way that's, ultimately i think what our our goal is which i know is very a very high goal but
0: yeah absolutely playing on the, the biggest stages i think uh being fortunate to uh, have the the full length debut uh, of which is just smashing it that i think that is uh an absolute uh certainty uh without a shadow of a doubt i can certainly see uh, uh and envisage uh you guys playing on on the biggest stages and at the biggest festivals namely in the uk download festival still some bands to announce next year so you never know we might see you
1: would love that yeah thank you so much i appreciate it <laughs>
0: hey no problem at all listen emma uh, we shall call it there i really do appreciate you taking the time out to chat it's much appreciated uh and wish you every yeah. success uh, with the release uh, fragments of a bit of memory at uh, october the first oh i, I de- definitely feeling privileged to have uh, have got a preview because it's an absolute killer
1: thank you so much for having me i i'm so glad you like it and i hope we get to talk again soon